Greetings from Bratislava, Magdeburg and Utrecht. I'm David. And I am Mark and you're listening to the Check Your Facts podcast. A little podcast by digital journalists about digital journalism, not only for digital journalists, but for anyone who's interested in digital journalism and what's around it. Uh, David, how, how have you been? How was your week? I'm fine. Actually, I, I have to tell the, the, the listeners that this is the first time we're recording the podcast and actually <laughs> seeing each other uh, because our 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 guests uh, this this week they were really eager to you know to have a video chat with us uh, which is um, you know it's new <laughs> <laughs> it's fun it's uh, really good <laughs> so yeah so I'll, I'll I would like to welcome uh, Albertine and Nienke 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 right Nienke? yeah Nienke perfect Nienke to the podcast um, how are you guys Hi. Hey. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're just finishing a day after a summer recess. So it's, it's actually the first day we see each other since July. Yes. Oh. So. Wow. So you had like such such a long holiday or vacation or break or. Uh, yeah. Well, I I made a trip for Hacker Story to Peru, all the way, and uh, Albertine was rocking the stage in London. And which stage? Uh, the new Rewired stage. <laughs> it was a conference in London at the Reuters building. Uh, so we just crossed each other uh, in the sky. Uh, Nienke coming back from uh, Peru. I'm going to the UK. And uh, Nienke went on holiday uh, to Austria and then came back. And then I went for a week uh, on holiday. So we just crossed paths all the time. Yeah, and now we're from working. Austria? No, I'm. Are you I'm from here. Austria? No, I'm. I'm from the Netherlands, but I had a, you know, a, a, an excellent holiday in Tyrol, in Austria. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yes, I've, I've heard it's like nice over there. It's really nice. It's truly still like you're walking around in Sisi's Princess Sisi's paradise, but it's amazing. Like it's the biggest best secrets in the European Union. Like do holidays over there. It's great. <laughs> I lived By there the for a while. Yeah. Yeah. In Vienna. Ah. Hmm. Well, so oh, we're, yeah, we're Vienna, getting Vienna, off that's, that's, uh, that's close to where the, uh, David is living. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You should come with nice, um, nice city. <laughs> yeah. Next year we're going holiday wherever you guys are. Yeah. I don't know if it's that worth, but yeah, for Bratislava it is. I've been to Bratislava, I liked it. Really? Great, yeah. not many people were. Yeah, I took um, the bus from Vienna when I was living there. Yeah, nice. Quite yeah, cheap, many people quite, from, quite from Vienna come to Bratislava actually. Mm. So so that's nice. So okay, you when, guys... Yeah. <laughs> when, when, when we are uh, in visiting each other <laughs> right now in the beginning <laughs> of the podcast mm -hmm. and make sure to come to Budapest in uh, early September when there's this news summit at uh, this Google oh yeah the uh, news impact summit the news impact summit yeah David is a speaker and I will be there and some other guys will be there who oh great really interesting and have been guests to the show so flights should be cheap are you uh, thinking about going to Manchester or Brussels it's The, quite far away isn't it those are the news impact summits uh in november and december we're thinking about going to one of those 
Which Maybe. one? So that you know, we can we can uh, agree on. Who <laughs> <laughs> well, depends on some things. Uh, depends on if we're in the country uh, and now going across the world for other assignments. So still, still pending that decision. Okay, so to be decided, we will we will we will let you know the listeners like what yes, where we well we will yeah. gather for a beer. <laughs> But before that, they have to have to get to know you. Uh, I, I always wear Because a yellow hat or a sequence jacket, <laughs> so everybody will recognize me. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I meant. No, we, uh, we normally do this bit where our guests uh, introduce themselves and how they got into anything connected to digital journalism. And uh, yeah, could you do that for us, please? Yeah, so start with your hat, but explain <laughs> also... I came into journalism. Uh, I've been into journalism for a long time. Uh, I started um, in high school with the high school newspaper. And then uh, around the same time uh, when I was a teenager, I joined our local radio station, uh, RTM, Radio and Television Maastricht, which is my hometown. Uh, and then worked for newspapers, um, TV companies, traveled across the world, um, worked in New York, in Egypt. Um, I did the aftermath of the Arab Spring there. And my last job was an editor-in-chief of a national broadcasting station here in Holland. And um, last year, almost one year ago now, no, one year ago, I quit my job to uh, be focused on Hacker Story full-time. So this was this was Albertin speaking. Yes, mm -hmm. it was. Yeah, you forgot to tell them about that great project in Kenya about the startup scene. Oh, what also, was your, your last production? Yeah, it was it was one one of my last productions. Um, I went to Kenya and to Silicon Valley to write about uh, the impact of mobile technology on societies. So um, it was a cool final project to do. Yeah, comparing Kenya. And Silicon Valley. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Okay. And uh, the second guest is Ninke. Ninke, Hi please there. introduce yourself. Yeah. So I'm not really have ever been a classic journalist. No. I have been. Uh, I, I I've studied French, French language, and uh, my master's is in film studies. So my interest was basically more media broadly. Um, so. For a while, I've been a film critic, I think for about two, three years, quite intensively, uh, combining jobs, though, because it doesn't pay that much. <laughs> um, but along the way, I got really interested um, in, you know, with, with the coming of this way more exciting version of the web, where uh, it's not just the big companies that can play around making websites, but we as users become producers. I started to notice that a lot of filmmakers were walking around with these big question marks above their heads, like, wow, so what is happening to my medium? What is happening to this way of storytelling? And um, in that period, I did my first transmedia production with a, uh, a filmmaker, uh, and it was a, a story told uh, on the web. Um, so it was um, in a bit of a style of mockumentary, um, 
it was a, the story about a guy who built his own wings and uh, he had a YouTube blog vlog uh, where he would tell how he was designing his big wings, where he wanted to fly with, uh, like do an independent flight, his arms with these big wings. Um, and we kind of generated uh, a lot of attention with that story because it, it went was, viral. It went viral in 2012. So it's way back now. <laughs> Did he do it? And the story, he did do it, yeah. Uh, you can find the clip still on YouTube. It's called Human Bird Wings. Uh, it's great. Uh, do you want spoilers? <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so, look it up. We don't do spoilers. Yeah, just look it up. It's great. Yes. Okay, um, okay. yes. So it was a really exciting time for me because it was just, you know, I was experimenting my way uh, in this storytelling uh, so that's kind of when I discovered that there's more to this medium called the internet that hasn't been explored yet or that everybody's talking about, but not doing much. Uh, and I met Albertine already around it. No, yeah, later. A little bit later. 2013 yeah. we met. Uh, yeah. 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 Ah. Um, <laughs> and then we started kind of sharing this idea that we need to do stuff, not just talk about it. Because you guys know, we know the internet is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. I, I worked in journalism, yeah. online journalism for 12 years. Uh, and when I started uh, in online journalism, it's, it wasn't really the coolest thing like in the news floor. So everybody wanted to work for TV or radio and I'm like no this this internet thing it's the coolest thing ever everybody should work here and everybody was looking at me like yeah right but um, <laughs> a lot of changed and I'm really happy uh, Nink and I met because she has the same passion for all the possibilities and all the things that are coming uh, on the web yeah uh, Albertine you, t you said you worked for, for newspapers so did did that change um, happened there as well like people want to be the online guys now or do they still want to do like big cover stories um, and don't care about internet i think the group of people who is really enthusiastic uh, about the online possibilities is growing really fast but there are still people who like to be on the front page of the newspaper that is published and brought to you uh, in your mailbox um, but the people we get to know through Hacker Story mostly are extremely excited about all things that can happen uh, online. So they're still both living on this planet. I, <laughs> I, was, ask, I was asking this question because um, when I see trainees or interns at where I work, I work for a public broadcaster in Germany, I, uh, and we do radio, online, and TV stuff. Yeah. And most of them, I'd say 80% want to work for either radio or TV, but only 20% say, I definitely want to do online mm -hmm. stuff. And I don't know why is, why is that? I think it's because how they are chosen, mm. because radio and TV people choose them. Mm. You know, it's, I but think I don't know. Um, like we're very much still in a transition phase and, you know, uh, I don't want to kind of stigmatize journalists for not doing it it right but it's you know it's it's a very natural thing that when dynamics change 
like there are some traditions you need to say goodbye to. And what I notice indeed that when students graduate, like they are told that, you know, the best, highest achievable thing in your industry, you know, is being editor in chief for this television program or this discussion show or this, I don't know, newspaper. So that those are still the ambitions that are told to them. So yeah, that's I think that's that explains why these percentages are still kind of like the, the old days. Mm. Yeah. I Actually, so. we, 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 we dropped the word uh, hacker story quite a lot and <laughs> haven't uh, explained it. <laughs> what does it mean? So you guys talk about it um, uh, <clears throat> very, very right so that uh, everyone should know what it means. But uh, could you could you actually uh, like uh, because obviously we were we were checking out like uh, what what hacker story is is about. Um, like uh, I can tell you, like from looking only at like your Twitter feeds and uh, website and uh, and some some of the um, uh, 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 cases or uh, let's say stuff you did uh, online, like I, I would describe it at, uh, as as being an online agency for um, you know helping news media or like uh, journalists. Uh, become like like not only digital first but like uh, produce uh, like interesting storytelling pieces for the digital age. Yeah, that's really so. Now <laughs> tell me like, how how much percent was I right? <laughs> oh, that's really good. Yeah. Uh, no, you're you're uh, I think eighty percent right. <laughs> now um, we find it we <laughs> we find it very hard to ex- uh, explain ourselves in. A simple way. Um, so you're ex- absolutely right saying that we're going, to, we're going, we're helping. We really want to help journalism get, um, in a way, better. Uh, help ch- change journalism for this day and age right now, but also in the coming future, because robots are really going to have an impact on this industry. So you know, what is your what is your work going to be about? You know, we have some. Um, strong beliefs that um, we are not going to tell the journalists what they should do. They are going to brainstorm that for themselves <laughs> in a way. So we really want to help um, in the processes we offer, like hackathons and trainings and uh, the method we're, we're creating. Journalists can really have uh, a role in their own future. That's, that's what we're aiming for. So we don't do productions, but we will help them doing you know make it themselves and finding a flow that really works for the goals they have for the audience they're aiming for so we're very interested to kind of train them in a way that yeah in the end they don't need us but they have you know their own skills to do this yeah so we help them to find the best uh, form for the story and the audience they are producing, uh, they are producing it for, um, and we believe that if you want to work uh, online, you need somebody who can tell a story, so a journalist, but also a coder and uh, a designer, and we bring those three together and build new projects with them. 
but uh, how do you how do you how do you do this like uh, how how do you approach it from the way like do you come to news organization and tell them like oh we do this and uh, you know they they hire you yeah or um, they just like uh, are looking for someone and uh, you go around and on conferences and from there they hire you like what's 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 the process most most of your let's say customers can yeah, I say yeah. customers you uh, you you got. So we have two type of customers. We have like big media organizations um, in the West, but also in the global South. So we work across the world. So we've just been to Colombia and Lima. Uh, we've been to Haiti, uh, South Africa. Uh, and that uh, immediately also tells something about our other type of customers, which are NGOs and foundations who are improving democracies uh, in some areas in the world. And because that's their goal, they want to make sure they have like a good journalistic uh, or a good journalism companies uh, there who can bring the stories that they need to bring. So they hire us sometimes as well. And then we work with different types of media companies uh, in those areas. Well, that sounds interesting. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. It's quite exciting. So, in the w- so you spend most of the time like outside uh, Utrecht? Yeah, yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we do. <laughs> so it, it's it's quite fun to see that in the West, we normally work with the legacy media companies. And then in the Global South, we work. And the Global South is Africa, Latin America, parts of Asia. Um, in those areas, you, we normally work with the online media companies. Um Oh wow, interesting! Yeah. And let's say let's say I would convince my uh, my boss, like uh, the editor chief of the paper where I, where I work for, that uh, I met these like uh, super uh, great trainers mm-hmm. from you know Netherlands, mm-hmm. and uh, like uh, what what would what would be the process next? Uh, like considering she said yes. <laughs> of course she would say yes but uh then we would find out <laughs> then we would find out what uh, it is that you want to accomplish and normally we notice that people have like uh they want to accomplish two things they want to get more knowledge like how do you do this thing like how do you build stuff online how do you think digitally um what is the best format you can choose to reach your audience and to fit to your uh, story. So those two things are really important for them to get more knowledge about. So we train them in that, in that area. And then we also build uh, like uh, prototypes with them. So um, we, for instance, have a hackathon that we do. Uh, it's two and a half days where we start from an very uh, early ID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, usually, like nowadays, mm-hmm. we used to do open brainstorms, like, so what do you want to do today? Um, but we, we are making them a little bit more focused. So if you and your editor-in-chief have joined, uh, you'll be having a team of, uh, with a designer and a coder, and then there's one specific thing you want to tackle. So it can be, how can we, for example, create trust, uh, we did this with, in a hackathon at, uh, at Austin in USA because they have trust issues in a know, little bit with Donald Trump stuff. Um, <laughs> so that, that kind of was the focus. So it's kind of like a semi-open theme, but with a direction. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of take that for the first day 
to kind of really brainstorm very thoroughly. At least you're busy with that for two hours. And then we're going to help you concept it so it really works for your audience. So on the first day, you you've, you've went from a brainstorm and an ID um, to uh, a paper prototype. Have you ever done a paper prototype? No. Uh, yes. yes. Yeah. But um, you can explain the audiences right. um, differently. Uh, what is this? Yeah. So um, paper prototyping is something that comes from design. So before you're going to spend all the money and resources on building it. Uh, we kind of take everybody through this process of, okay, so draw it on a paper, you know, in a, a bit of paper, um, just kind of sketching visually what you think you're going to make, because it usually opens up a very interesting conversation with your developer and your designer about what are the best choices for when it's mobile, what are the best choices for when it's, you know, on a, on a tablet or on a, on a desktop. So which of these devices is crucial for your audience? Like, is it, is it a long investigative journalistic piece? Is it data journalism? Does it involve a lot of uh, visuals? Does there, is there a need for interaction? So those kind of questions you need to answer together. Like, uh, life is so much easier if you have the experts at the table looking at a sketch before the money and time is spent. So that's kind of what paper prototype will help you to do. Yeah, you get literally everybody on the same page. Because sometimes uh, if you work <laughs> if you work together with all these different skills, like the designer yeah. and the coder, and, and, and sometimes you feel that everybody knows which direction we're going, but then they come back after a week of hard work and then you're thinking, what, what, but wait, I didn't, wait. It was not exactly how I thought it should look. And if you just draw it on paper, uh, it's very clear. And you can test it in a very early stage because that's what you want to do. Um, because on the first day, when we work with teams, people all are already testing their uh, paper prototype. So we yeah. bring people in and they say, okay, this is this paper prototype. Uh, try it if, and see if you like it. So they go through the whole process to the different little screens of a mobile application, for example. And um, the team gets feedback right away from their users and say, well, I don't get this. What's this? Or, oh, this is fun. And, oh, okay, but where's the button? Where should I click? Or where should I sh swipe? And, mm -hmm. oh, tell me more about this. Or... I have the feeling I need to go more in this direction. It's very helpful and um, it's very cost effective and mm -hmm. it saves you a lot of time and money down yeah. the road. And if you don't feel like you're a hero in drawing, like the paper is very patient. Yeah. <laughs> you can start over whenever you want. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Actually, like what the you first... Guys are Sorry, yeah. what, what, what you guys are describing uh, sounds to me like uh, you, you use the process of design thinking. Yes. Right? Yeah. Parts of it, yeah, parts of it, yeah. I think these, so, yeah, sorry, yeah. what's your question? No, 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 like, uh, if, if I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> you are. <laughs> yeah, I think um, design thinking is uh, a method that has been, you know, in, uh, influencing design for decades. Uh, and nowadays, finally, there's a word for it, so everybody can kind of understand what it stands for, like this creative process that helps um, 
kind of make choices based on iterations. Like the best idea is not the first idea. I think that's the, the first uh, philosophy of design thinking. So first there needs to be some brainstorming and then you're going to make choices, informed choices, and then you're going to test. And you're going to test with your user because you're making it for someone. So this dynamic, um, it has become, I think, the, the cornerstone of uh, if you work with digital media, if you work with uh, a team with diverse creative talents, design thinking really helps uh, making this, you know, a process that will lead up to the best product. I think that's why it's so popular. So what we try to kind of incorporate some of the elements, but we, we kind of tweaked it so it works for journalists. Like our hacker story method uh, starts with a story. Like what's the story and who is it for? Yeah. And oh, yeah. Nice. okay, now I want yeah. to <laughs> right right now. <laughs> so Mark, go go, go to. to your boss. Ask like uh, <laughs> you you know these like wonderful trainers from uh, Netherlands and. Uh, <clears throat> the funny thing is, I mean, um, the guys I w work with um, are like fluent in English, but most of my colleagues aren't. So that <laughs> would be a problem, I think. Uh, well, do you do guys they speak German? Dutch? Do they speak Dutch? <laughs> I speak German. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't think they would yeah. speak. I speak German, so I think we can make this work. And we were in Colombia, and they translated the whole two days. Worked perfectly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, and oh. in in. Oh, we speak also French. So. We speak French as well. But Ger German... I speak German. You speak German. German. Look, it's solved. Albertine <laughs> yeah, is solved. going to do this. Uh, how about, how about uh, Eastern Europe, Central or Eastern Europe? Have you been somewhere here? Uh, we're planning uh, on yeah. going. We, we, uh, we hope to go to Prague. Yeah. We're working on a really cool project. Um, can't tell... No, you oh, yet. Okay. But, no, <laughs> I'm, come like, on. Normally, I'm on the other side. <laughs> like, yeah, why are you saying this in this interview if you can't tell? And like, yeah, you have to tell us. But I'm doing exactly yeah. the same thing that always happens. Well, the Sorry, the project will uh, include the whole process we we just described. Yeah, yeah. it's even bigger because we are doing <laughs> <laughs> like webinars before, and um, there are people coming from all over the world to Prague. So that's cool. Yeah, I um, think I think you can participate. Like, uh, but I don't know what it is because you no. <laughs> but you'll be the first to know it when we, when we're allowed to communicate it. It's definitely it, in Prague. It will be a hackathon, so a, a two and a half day hackathon. And, and you're going to innovate the hell out of it. You're, you're going to <laughs> come up with a with a great new product idea, or I don't know. So, so yeah. you can't even tell who's who's behind it. Like, no, no, that's the part like we can't tell. Is it like global editors network no. or someone yeah. like that? Like no. this, but um, it's like a big player. Yeah, so, uh, and they're very much. Uh, they want to bring good stuff to uh, Eastern Europe. Yeah, it's just sorry, it's getting so really abstract. But <laughs> what, what <laughs> it um, is like yeah. our, our plans for the coming half year are basically to do more of what we just uh, what we call hackathons, but. Um, we got some feedback from journalists that, you know, a hackathon is a great experience to, uh, if you really want to dig deeper. Um, because like half of the journalists that get excited, they kind of uh, do not join because it's it's quite a, you know, investment in time. It's and two also, and a half days and they feel like, oh, but I have so much, so much work to do. And also they, they find it a little bit scary. Yeah. Have you ever been to a hackathon, guys? 
Yeah. I have been. No? Mark? Yeah, me no, uh, right. not yet. No, unfortunately not, because all the time uh, you have to work all the time, and we don't have so much <laughs> time for actually going oh, on yeah, weekends. Yeah. Uh, and when I have the time, I go to like conferences and meet uh, mm. other journalists. Yeah, um, but I'd love to go. Yeah, to we, like, yeah. So maybe you're our like we would call you a persona. Do you know what a persona is? Nice. Now, all right, no, no. I'll explain. What? It's also something that's used in in design, uh, in any you know field of design, whether you're an interaction designer or a visual designer, like to understand your audience, you kind of need an archetype. And I think, Mark, you are the excellent example of the average person working in the field of, of journalism. So you have probably a very high um, commitment to your work, like you have ideals why you're doing this. And yes. um, what are those? What, what are your, why, why are you do, doing journalism? Oh, we're basically like this. This is the thing when you're interviewing journalists, like okay. tables are turned. Okay, okay, so this this just turned into, into a reverse interview. Okay, is it, no, no, no. Um, I just uh, love making like news-based um, products and informing people with um, the way yeah. I do, and um, I want to do it like all the time, even when I'm like off work at home. And I want to improve improve the products I was like thrown mm -hmm. into because I didn't build the company I work there now. I just want to improve it because yeah, it's fun. I well, feel your love, Mark. A lot of a lot of journalists give give us <laughs> the same answers. So many journalists truly love their job and um, have a passion for what they do. Do you get the Do you get the answer that people tell you that um, I do journalism because I want to be famous? No. But they they are thinking really? about it. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? I mean, I mean, like all journalists at some point think like, if I do this right, I'll be famous. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. It's like a, no. it's like a oh, hidden passion. Well, yes. No. Yes. No. I'm, it's I'm, three, I'm it's like three to one, but I don't sure. think so. I read an, a, perf a very nice article yesterday by Amy Brown. Mm -hmm. Do you know guys who Amy I Brown is? So. Like uh, the, the social media manager of Wendy's who started uh, like uh, a meme or the the funny uh, Twitter discussion mm -hmm. about Wendy's. And she wrote a nice article about that. Um, she answered with humor and it became viral like in, in minutes. And um, she wrote in that article that she kind of wanted to be a social media manager because she... <laughs> try to be famous in a way <laughs> and but she did it in a clever way because she thought uh, when i want to change things in the, in the media scene i have to be famous to be like to be seen and to have an influence or impact on, on stuff and i thought it was a clever way but i think most journalists wouldn't say uh, i, I want to be famous journalists just want to have an for, impact for being with famous. their stories so when they write something they are hoping that um it has an impact with their audience i think that's a bigger thing that they want to be famous yeah, yeah. probably mm -hmm. i mean uh, famous uh, is just a simpler meaning of that but uh, <laughs> yeah. like a simple expression of that sorry 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 yeah. i mean i mean yes impact is is like um yeah i talk a lot about this with my colleagues mm -hmm. and one of the things uh, comes uh, that comes up a lot is like uh, they they are working in the you know I work in the, the national daily in Slovakia like one of the biggest uh, papers mm -hmm. like uh, news media and 
a lot of people like the way that like it has impact so you write something uh, tens of thousands of people or hundreds of people yeah. uh hundreds of thousands of people read it and then uh, you 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 basically can form a debate you you can you know uh, form opinions so that's 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 quite a big thing for many of them yeah agree it it was a little sidestep from your persona question. Yeah, your persona. So <laughs> yes. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So hackathons. Yeah, I'll get back to it. Um, <laughs> so you you're you were you were saying yes. that I was perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's make that conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You are perfect. Mark, did we say that you were perfect? <laughs> you are. <laughs> yes. By the way. Um, it's good that we have video. Sorry, guys, for everybody who's listening, but it's it's quite fun to do this with yeah. a bit of video. Yeah, I think journalists should be more visual. Like, <laughs> can it we is, have to face with this journalist? Um, now, the thing is, like, uh, I think the the typical um, process you described for like pretty big workload. Uh, there's always something to do. So doing a hackathon sounds fun, but like. When ten it's journalists, scary. yeah, uh, for some it's scary. For some, yeah. it's like they're not quite sure if it's worth their time. So if ten journalists get excited, only five will join, basically. Uh, but we have we have started interviewing those other five journalists, in you know, uh, just as an example, to kind of better understand like what are the opportunities for you to change a little bit, to learn some skills that will help uh, making online online journalism. Uh, more interesting for you, but also work better for your audience. So what are the opportunities? So that's where the, where we are at right now, this summer. Um, so besides hackathons, we're trying to look for ways to help you out in your day-to-day -day process. So maybe you have five minutes, so we are going to do some creative sessions with, with our team to find solutions that work uh, in five minutes, for example. But we're still going to do these hackathons because we do see when we have convinced a journalist that what we do is great or perfect. <laughs> um, like, like being in a hackathon is like you kind of, you are learning with your five senses on. I think that's the great thing about experiencing something in a team to have only two days to have a, like a really tight deadline. And you guys are great with tight deadlines. Um, like it's it's an excellent way to kind of deepen your understanding and how uh, if you if you produce a digital story, you need you need to have a really good communication with your team, and even have a better understanding of the language the other one is speaking. So Albertine has this great anecdote about understanding a developer in this day and age. Like maybe you have to share a bit on what you said in London. Oh, yeah, I, I did a keynote in London about um, my experiences uh, with working with coders because it's it's quite, quite fun to realize that I was an online journalist for 12 years, but I never worked with a developer or a designer as my direct colleague, which I think is quite odd as you were working in this field. But um, when I left my job last year and started working with HackerStory, all of a sudden the coders were everywhere and they were with me every day. And it's, <laughs> it's like this fun 
accelerating, frustrating, learning curve, extraordinary uh, journey. Mm -hmm. um, but it's. Um, I think I think you were, what you're describing. There were many moments of confusing. Yeah, many moments language of <laughs> coming coming through our Slack, like the, the, like, the team chat up. Yeah, we we use Slack at uh, Hacker Story, and when I'm chatting with um, our developers, like when I'm lucky, I only have to Google one word in their sentence. When I'm not so lucky, I have to Google like two or three words in their five-word sentence. <laughs> Yeah. And then all of a the sudden they talk to me about poodles and I'm like, what? What is a poodle? Like, I know what a poodle is, but uh, that's probably not the thing that you are talking about. Um, it's yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like they're speaking a complete different language. So I've, I have the feeling I'm learning like a new language this past year. Yeah. So... Poodle is something technical that we didn't... Security thing. Look, look it up on the internet. It's yeah. better explained there. But like the... Um, uh, maybe to round it up just about why hackathons are great. Like you encounter these kind of conversations and it's a safe space to ask questions. So if you're in this four-member team with one coder who says, yeah, you know, we do have to mind the poodle. And you're like, what? Do you have a poodle? You uh, can like explain at that moment there and then like what he means and why it's important and why your story will like if it's a sensitive story like you're maybe vulnerable to hackers whatever um and i think what journalists need to understand from coders like if they don't know something like they will google it in the best way they can like they're ac excellent go uh, googlers and I think what a coder, like oftentimes developers and designers are dying to learn from journalists um like, how, how do you come up with a story that matters so much? Like, how do you bring it? How do you, you know, how do, how do you decide an angle? Like, that, that's something that they are very eager to learn from journalists. So there is an excellent time right now to kind of, yeah, meet up and work together. Do you work with coders or designers in your day-to-day -day jobs? Mark? I yeah, I... Sometimes, um, the thing is, we are like a decentralized public broadcaster. Um, the main part of our company right. sits in a different city and they develop all the stuff, yeah. like all the products, they build the websites and do the stuff. And sometimes I get in touch with them, but my day-to-day -day work is just with um, other journalists yeah. um, building stories and designing them with what we've got and not so much what we can develop we now have like a data journalist, which is mm -hmm, kind of mm -hmm. a different approach to doing the stuff, but that's the most I can get yeah, like, yeah, in yeah, my yeah. city. <laughs> well, Unfortunately, my, to be honest. My, my <clears throat> sorry, sorry, just uh, I work with developers, so I totally get what you're like talking about. <laughs> like, you have to Google some things yeah. or, or just like, you know, ask like, what did you mean by this? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, like, do you, what kind of products do you build with them? Is it? Well, uh, we're, we're we're developing our CMS still. Ah, yeah. So we, for for some reason, our like company decided, oh yeah, like there are like loads of great CMSs out there, but why not have another <laughs> one? So, 
so we're you know we're building from scratch and so like there's like uh, <coughs> many of these things but uh, once uh, i i managed to work on on a, on a visual story we did last yeah. year so that was like a interactive visual story uh, we did it with an uh, a ux agency and and that was uh, that was really fun mm-hmm. uh, it it took a lot of time we did like we took less like two months uh, we we were meeting like every week and it was like uh, a developer uh, uh, designers uh, editors and journalists like like six people meeting every week and like working on just one story it was amazing but it's like really mm, costly mm-hmm. <laughs> what what was the reason this uh, agency was hired well basically if if we well well they they pitched us the idea that um um uh, they they can uh guide us through the whole design process uh the the storytelling process and um uh, show us how how are like how do you get from the final idea through storyboards mm-hmm. till the final design and how do you, you know work on like the details like okay so this screen works good on mm-hmm. desktop but on the mobile phone it's not that well so we just you know have to tweak it somehow um so that's that's why uh, uh, an outside agency was, was mm-hmm. hired because they had the yeah, know-how yeah. actually basically well, what kind of story was it because you you got a bigger budget for what you normally oh. get for a story yeah so it was about um our like famous uh, cyclist from slovakia peter sagan mm-hmm. so we did his like professional life story so basically from like kid to to uh to it, it was last year where he became the champ like world champion in like uh you know street cycling okay. can you link it somewhere in the podcast yeah yes I'll yeah, you, you have to <laughs> cool. watch it it's brilliant it's sounds brilliant. really good you have to, you have to read so it. you liked it working together in this multidisciplinary team no it was it was it was it was mm. amazing and i really liked the you know the outcome and uh uh, the best thing about it was that the people liked the outcome, which was like you know really rewarding that you work on something and then wow, it's actually that's working. good. That's that's what we love about this whole process as well. This this what we we're very lucky because this is what we get to do all the time. Wow, that's like <laughs> that's that's amazing. And and talking about this, you you mentioned hackathons, but like sometimes uh, the the outcome of a hackathon can be like like different projects, right? It can be a website, it can be like uh, I guess uh, 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 some kind of like uh, different process that people use. But it also can be something like uh, more interactive. Like uh, you you do also. I, I read on your website uh, some sometimes it's uh, like news yeah. games. Like I, I guess you like news yeah. games. But could you like give us some examples and like talk uh, talk like why 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 news games are like are, are are they big right now in the world or is it still like they're flying a little bit under the radar and uh, and and uh, they're like not that like not many people are familiar with them um, or is is it again something that's like uh, really costly to do? If you if you think of games like the the you know the top games being produced. Like if, as a reference to that kind of gaming, um, yeah, that's, I don't think, like, let me rephrase this. Um, the thing with news games, I think the, the way um, you can play around with your information and the story you want to tell, there's an interesting opportunity for a very casual type of interaction with, uh, for your user. 
And I think their news games are somewhat flying under the radar because, you know, many um, teams don't have a game designer, which would be an excellent addition because a game designer really, you know, really knows how to create a feedback system that's playful. Uh, and why I think play could like playing with your news item <laughs> could be interesting because, you know, we are bombarded with news. Like there's enough, enough content to entertain us beyond our lifespans. <laughs> so there needs sometimes for some stories, it's interesting to kind of offer some way of um, playing around uh, with your own thoughts through the story you want to tell me. And the example I have, I think a very simple one that I got to know through an interaction designer at The Guardian, uh, they made the pontificator. It's a very simple filter kind of structure. So just before the Pope is selected, like there's this whole uh, selection of cardinals that can be, can be elected Pope. Yeah, dozens of them. Dozens. Like most of these cardinals, we don't know. Like I don't know any cardinal. Do you know any cardinals? Like name, uh, just, name just, one. Just uh, the Slovak one. All right. But, exactly. Um. So um, to kind of enlighten their audience, how this process, uh, like who is eligible, who like who is a candidate, they decided not to write an article, you know, stating all the names, but they made this filtering uh, news gamey simple tool where you could um, kind of discover which cardinal is closest to your like life principles like do you are you uh, pro or against um, you know sex before marriage or do you support uh, euthanasia or not uh, like they, they, they kind of had all these themes that are controversial but also very important for a religious community and you you know you could kind of filter out all these candidates and then, you know, maybe one or two would be, um, uh, would be left at the end. Uh, so this cardinal, they weren't sure, of course, which was going to be elected, but this cardinal comes closest to your views of the world. And that's just an interesting way of going through the possibilities of reality. Uh, like I, I am some, yeah, I'm an atheist, so I am not familiar with you know, these, these cardinals were having political agendas as well. So it's, it's really interesting to discover through play, playful interaction, that, you know, there's something to learn about the diversity of the cardinals and etc. So I think it's, it should be happening more, but um, you need someone on your team that understands how easy, like there's a very simple thing you can do on your mobile phone and that's just selecting for example just to select your way through a bigger story can create somewhat of a you know identification process or reflection so there's a lot of opportunities online that are not uh, not embraced fully yet does it make sense to you <laughs> yes it does and uh, the, can you can, can you give an example of news games uh, news game you you did with um, within the news game yeah uh, in one of our hackathons that was about refugees. Um, like, what choices do you have to make uh, if you flee your country? Yeah. And you could, you have to choose between option A and option B. And 
every choice would have a big impact on your next choice. So instead of telling somebody it's quite hard to make a decision to flee your country, you will put them in their shoes. Um, so because sometimes we tell people um, that interaction is a good way to get people involved in the story a little bit more. Because you have the saying, tell me and I will forget, show me, I will remember and involve me and I will understand. I think that's the case with some of the news games that uh, are being made. Uh, it's a different level of um, understanding mm -hmm. that your audience will experience. Yeah. I was. I, I always uh, thought that it's uh, very much for gamers when it comes like to really right. like, game games. Um, as as you said at the beginning, I actually played two games which I think were news games, or I heard experts say that they are news games also, or, although they are fictional, uh, which were um, mm -hmm. This War of mm -hmm. Mine. I don't know if you heard of it, where you where you play um, like refugees in the war and you have to survive yeah. in a in a ruin. In a house, and the other one was Papers, Please, yeah. and it's actually a fictional game where you, where you're an immigration yeah. officer uh, in a dystopian country. Yeah, and I liked it very much because it was, I mean, you you could literally feel it, especially with this wall of mine, and it's just it's about like storytelling, and you understand how, how certain ways in the world yeah. go. That's how why I like it so much. But I think it's like really hard. To of course, develop yeah, they're, those they're, without their whole the, productions the right <laughs> on, on themselves. Uh, but you can you can take, you know, you, you can take some lessons from them and apply them. Like you don't have to build a whole game. Like you can offer just uh, like two percent of that experience also in in news items. Mm -hmm. But of course, it's not meant for the day to day news. You know, the the hard news, as they say. But if you have special projects, special projects like you're going to cover the the Olympics, or you know there are some election Elections, election yeah. time is coming up, those are excellent moments to kind of prepare a special piece that maybe creates just a different angle or a different type of experience to better understand what's happening. Those are yeah. And it's also good, I think, if you want to do this type of project uh, to have a discussion at the news floor, what you want to achieve with this, because um, sometimes it's just about, we, we know about some news floors that it is all about the number of views that you will have on your articles. But if you're doing these news yeah. games, uh, interaction will go up. So the number of viewers will go down because if you start to ask more from your audience, mm -hmm. um, you will lose so, like some of the bigger chunk. Um, but if you want to achieve, uh, for example, uh, a higher engagement in your article or your project or more time spent on the page or those are things that will work really well if you want to do some kind of news game uh, as a project. Um, but it's good to discuss that beforehand, like discuss what your goal is that you want to achieve. If you're going for like the next record in daily page views, <laughs> don't go for a news game. 
Um, but if you really want to involve yeah. your audience and you're satisfied with a smaller audience but a highly engaged audience, uh, go for that one. Yeah. I, I saw several examples like I th I don't think oh, oh, I wouldn't call it news games but or little bits in articles um, like let's say 25 years after the Iron Curtain came down uh, and there was an article about that history and everything and you uh, should draw like the mm, West mm -hmm. German East German border yeah. like in the article or at the World Championship um, you should point the direction the ball went in the game the day before so you should oh, see if yeah, you could yeah, remember yeah. where the ball went and so you had some interactive elements which were kind of yeah, yeah. playful yeah, elements games, mm. but, but they, just for but a they second. help you yeah, understand elements. better the changes the differences the dynamic right they, like you can in your own pace go back and forth like oh oh that's how the ball moved right like it it helps you understand reality in a different way mm-hmm is it, yeah, I, I, like, I think with Hacker Story, like this is going to be part of your options to tell a story. Like it doesn't need to be the only thing you're doing. No. Like I think writing a really good article is still, like still needs to be taught. <laughs> yeah, um, because I think what online does is that it opens up all the possibilities and it doesn't say okay you have uh, you have to put on all the bells and whistles and use everything that you mm -hmm. that's out there but you have to pick the best form for your audience and context they are experiencing the story in yeah. so if you're writing a story uh, and you want to reach 95 year olds uh, <laughs> for example in uh, Utrecht then maybe your best option is a written article. Printed. Printed. Yeah. Um, Big fonts, please. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yes. Or maybe, or maybe you know, writ, writ, um, uh, told out loud by the someone, you by, know, visiting them. By Amazon, yeah. Alexa from Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, um, yeah. <laughs> um, you always. Like you, you get to a better decision if you really understand um, who is it for and what their situation is. Like just to ask you guys a question. <laughs> We're good uh, in that. Yeah. <laughs> which times, which times of the day yeah. do you check uh, the news? Like very general question, but which times okay. of the day? Let's pause a little bit so all our listeners can answer that yeah. for themselves as well. Yeah. So just go through your daily routine. Or which moments? Do you check your phone or do you genuinely check for news? That I have to say it's really hard mm -hmm. because I work in a newsroom where TVs <laughs> are running, radio right, is right, running, right. Mark, Twitter is running Think all about the time. what you do in the weekends. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, just and um, Okay. Um when you've painted a picture for yourself in your mind, so what are the hot moments for you to really have attention for this? So what would you say? Like, like when or how often? You probably do it often, but like which moments? Yes. I don't know. Maybe you spend the most minutes, or you check the most, you know, articles in a row. Like what? What, what time of the day? It can be multiple moments, but what's the favorite? 
Yeah, it's definitely in the, in the morning, in the evening, when, okay. when I'm not interacting with right. other people, you, like face to face. Oh uh, well, I have I've notifications for everything, <laughs> so I mean I'm constantly looking, my, like like my uh, my my I, I've got like uh, people say like uh, the 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 news media has their homepage, so my lock screen is my homepage. <laughs> I have like yeah. everything there. And uh, yeah, I'm like my wife hates. Me. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> you do, yeah. So I'm probably not uh, like you know your ordinary. Yeah, okay, Joe. so I'll just ask Mark. So where are you at that moment? Like not interacting, not interacting. But can, checking can I guess? Toilet. At home. At home. Yeah, but where at in home. your home oh, are you? I guess the toilet. Are you in the toilet? Anywhere. No, I'm no. not checking news Peaceful on the time, right. no. So, but can you be a bit more precise? I do, I do. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people do. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I yeah, know. You, you do too, Mark. Do. I can tell. <laughs> no, Mark is, per no, Mark I'm, is perfect. No, he I'm doesn't not, do I'm that. not checking the... <laughs> I'm, no, no, no. Uh, yeah. I'm not checking, <laughs> I'm not checking All the right, news. No, just, I, but I just know. allow yourself to be a bit more precise. Like, just are you, are you doing bed. it while cooking? Or are you at the couch? Yeah. The mostly okay. mostly in bed or on the couch yeah. so toilet bed couch um walking the dog uh or feeding the cat i don't have a dog <laughs> okay, okay i don't i don't have so, do you have any now, any any more exotic locations to add david like, any 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 what sorry any exotic locations where you check the news in your in your life like do it while doing a podcast apparently <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> yes, of constantly course. buzzing, so I just yeah. I, I look at you guys when you, you, you're right, looking right. at me. So you Third, I, I have one last question. So also for the audience, maybe you have you know decided this for yourself right now. Um, which which of these moments do you spend most time? Like, uh, at which moment do you allow yourself to really, I don't know, you know, forget time and dig into? Oh, this is a great article. I'm going to read it. For me, it's definitely uh, in the evening because, mm. uh, before I go to sleep in bed. Well, what time, I'm, roughly? I, I, I do it like before or, or after lunch. Like, really, okay. Like, oh, good. A lot. Before, okay. So yeah. how? Okay, that's interesting. I go like I go like for let's mm -hmm. say yeah, nine and p.m. And Eight, and nine, ten p.m. Like a generous like hour or longer or shorter. Depends. Sometimes I, I lose myself like, into chatting mm -hmm. or clicking here and there. And although I want to read, and sometimes I just want to read a small article, and then two hours later I <laughs> read like <laughs> ten. <laughs> like yeah, like yesterday evening, I was actually only doing some uh, some stuff on Photoshop, and then found myself two hours later reading stuff about <laughs> changing newsrooms and and also this um, article <laughs> yeah. by Amy Brown. I told and you, you earlier. It? It's like what, it's just before um, lunch or after lunch? No, I mean Cut. it's like constantly, but it's like different yeah. things. Um, I've I've got I've got a routine. So like in the morning, I have like almost I I, I watch for uh, I watch YouTube for an hour in the morning because I want to catch up on all the US based you know mm -hmm. uh, late night shows. So yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I, I I do this like with my morning coffee. Oh, great. <laughs> cool. So that, that's that's for sure an hour. At least. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so um, 
like this this way of analyzing behavior for the audience you have in mind um i think you hope if, if you work in a newsroom that if you have a longer piece like you need to push it at a very specific time so if you're a david like it needs to be pushed in the morning and it needs to be pushed at around 9 9 p.m for a mark like if you're both personas in this audience like yeah. you need to if you if you publish it on your homepage, it's created, you know, for the homepage. When it's done. When it's or done. Just that happened a lot when I worked at a broadcasting company. Like, oh, we're going live uh, with our big TV show at 7.30. So we're going to publish it online like a little bit before or after that. Mm -hmm. So it was more linked towards like the, the TV programming. Mm -hmm. Then it was, um, then there was like a, like a thought about yeah. what's best for the audience. Do you recognize this, guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true because you're perfect. You already do it. <laughs> I don't say that I do uh, that I do it. I, I mean, I love it more, but I have like I don't know twenty colleagues, like editorial wise, and. Yeah, I tell them every time to check this and that, and yeah. uh, but it's really hard <laughs> for them to understand it yeah. like in that way. Plus, Would there be, um, it's really hard to you know who your audience is. Do you sometimes invite your audience still, like to the news floor, talk to them? No, unfortunately not. The problem with uh, my public broadcaster where I work is that they've never spent any money whatsoever in finding out. Who, mm -hmm. like the online audience is so at plus because we are public it's really hard because of like privacy and so on to track the people and know who they are and where they are mm. it's like yeah but you guys like you don't need to track to. people for to to get information like you can invite them uh and talk <laughs> to them like show them yeah i know um what, what you think of doing in the future and and how they you know how it fits these these typical news behaviors like your consumption like we kind of in our hackathons um uh put this in the process so uh who's it for and when are they meant to you know go through this how much time do you want them to spend on this so um like if if you have this this really interesting news game called papers please and you're going to make a you know, like a, a similar thing um yeah so it's going to have a totally different impact, totally different dynamic. So if you're going to measure it, measure its success by the same metrics as the normal news, like you'll be very disappointed. <laughs> but if you measure it in a totally different way, yeah. like if you really want some kind of attitude change or a certain understanding about, I don't know, this guy in this, you know, this, this papers, papers please is pretty much about someone who needs to check passports. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, uh, yeah, so yeah. you kind of learn something about the totalitarian system, which is great. Like it's maybe even a much better way to learn about it than reading an article for, you know, some audience. Yeah. So difficult, like they're, yeah. I think the, the things you need to think about are becoming so diverse. We, we want to offer it to you, like to get this experience. Mark, would your uh, um, uh, colleagues be open for little experiments? 
Yeah. Right. Yes. So Most why don't you all. start like really, really small? Yeah. Don't say, let's build paper, please. No. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> can we get three months of your time and build this, uh, <laughs> build this project? And do, do we have like 50,000 euros lying around somewhere? Um, but um, like what I think a lot of companies need to start small with experimenting and then see the results and see uh, the positive reactions and then build from there and start with a small group. Um, once I had a discussion with an editor-in-chief of a big media company, he said, I need to get everybody on board first. And I said, well, if you're waiting for that moment to happen, well, <laughs> I will guarantee you it's not going to happen soon or maybe ever. So just start with people who are enthusiastic and who are willing to push the boundaries a little bit and build from there and let their enthusiasm spread. You can do it over lunch. Like we have, yes. we have, a, we have a, like a... How yeah. do you call it? It's a hacker story canvas that fits on an A4, you know, paper. So you can print it in your office. You kind of can discuss details about maybe an exciting new idea. And this canvas will help you plan out, you know, these elements you need to think about. For example, audience. Uh, it gives you tips and pointers. And uh, like, what are the elements that need to be designed? Like, with you know, you, at some point you need to break down your idea into a production pipeline. Uh, so what do you need to tell your coder? Like, what does the designer need to do? Is there a photographer that needs to shoot something for us? Like, we, we could send it to you. Well, yes, we, we can please. put it online and then yes, you put do the that link somewhere. Online. And I will, yeah, we will definitely insert. And actually, what, what uh, before Ninke, what Albertin said about, like, <laughs> you don't need the approval of the whole board, just, you know, <laughs> uh, go crazy. We actually had a, a guest in one of the previous episodes uh, from Radio Free Europe, uh, Wojtek Groetz, who's like, um, uh, he's part of this, you know, uh, let's say innovation team inside uh, Radio Free Europe. And, and that's basically what he said. He said, like, he went behind the back of, of <laughs> all of his <laughs> bosses and they just, like, they just started doing, you know, like uh, visual stories. They 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 started doing like uh, video, like um, now this style videos and all of this. And and the ones the bosses have seen, of of course they were angry at first. But that when once they seen it's working, they said, okay, like continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, so, yeah so, go crazy sorry, a little yeah. bit. No, it's, yeah, go it's, crazy and it's that, go and listen to that episode. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the yeah, it's that attitude that will <laughs> will be the magic that you're looking for. So instead of having lunch at your desk, just go out, you know, with colleagues and just you know allow yourself an hour of creativity if if you can. Or I, or know. maybe invite some. Uh, some of your audience to like invite them for lunch, give them a tour of the building, say, come over, we would like to learn about your behavior. Tell us all about how you experience the news and what you do during a day, what websites you look, not only ours, but just give us a little bit of insight of mm -hmm. how your media consumption is. And just give them, give them a sandwich and listen okay. to their stories and get somebody to do a tour of the building they're happy you're happy you learn a lot they learned a little bit from you so 
I can yeah, confirm. We, we 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 started doing this like a few months ago. We oh, we hired like a, a UX guy. Like he's basically doing like different projects, but uh, uh, it's it's very pretty much the same what you're describing. And the the newsroom started to you know uh, work with them and. Uh, the outcomes have been like like we have uh, learned a lot actually like what did you learn? few peoples and from few people um, yeah, excellent. Uh, we, we, we have a bunch of websites for example and uh, uh, so so we got this big homepage which is like the the biggest distribution channel like people still go to, to our homepage yeah, yeah. and and get news from there but we have like different outlets which have like uh, they, the, the websites look a little bit different and people get confused when they like click somewhere and uh, it looks a bit different so we thought okay so we definitely have to work on on the layout to be to be you know uh the same so that people can navigate really quickly back and forth uh, and that's really just good. like uh, one one of one of the things we we learned so that yeah it was amazing and the idea and the idea came from the use uh, the ux guy Nah, actually, it uh, it came from the the newsroom because uh, uh, we 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 had some uh, actually we had some uh, I collected some like uh, hard data, mm -hmm. uh, but we did not understand all of it, so we wanted some like qualitative data. Mm, uh, yes, yeah. So we invited some people, and uh, there uh, then we like could explain some of the things why this is happening. So mm -hmm. so that's that's I'm, I encourage definitely everyone to do this. Perfect combination, very Excellent. good. Excellent, yeah. And uh, with that being said, actually, guys, we're running out like over time. Oh wow! <laughs> I'm, 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 yeah, thank you for having us on your podcast. It was great. Can you invite us to your podcast someday? I think it will be fun. Guys, you, you should definitely Maybe, yeah. start the podcast. I mean, you, you'd be perfect. Okay, everybody who's listening to this podcast, if you think we should start a podcast, I mean, leave yeah. a comment. <laughs> yeah, but we... I mean, you're so much. You're so so much oh, on, yeah. on yeah, planes. Like, uh, I mean, you have plenty of time. The, like not snakes on planes, but hacker story on planes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just just to yeah. <laughs> just to, to give a, a like a, a useful ending. Like, um, if you feel like, yeah, I might, you know, tonight want to play around with some stuff because we have this great page called Digital Story Tools, uh, and it's a collection of tools we found made by others on the web so it's a curated website with the best we our, think. our favorites yeah our favorites um so it has tools for you know editing sound uh making your first vr story like and everything well like 80 percent you can do on your home computer yeah without a coder or a designer Multimedia stories, infographics. If you, if you want to, you know, start making infographics, but you've never done it and you don't have a designer, there are great tools there for infographics. Uh, and I think, yeah, it's an exciting website to check. Yes, <laughs> go ahead and experiment a little bit. Yeah. Have, have fun. Yeah. We will do, and I hope our listeners will do. And when you <laughs> once you're on the internet, you're already there. Um, please make sure to subscribe to our podcast. Uh, you find everything on checkyourfacts.eu. David always says EU as in European Union, and we have like everything: SoundCloud, iTunes, a newsletter, a Medium blog, and <laughs> I don't know that I'm screenwriting this right now. You know? <laughs> 
No, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, th thank you for for being on our podcast. Oh, thank you uh, so much. Very, very I really fun. love uh, you thank guys you that you're much. doing this. It's uh... and before before we say goodbye, David, what does anybody needs to know? Uh, yes, guys, always, always check your facts. And uh, yeah, with that being said, guys, this was a pleasure and it was <laughs> really fun. Uh, we will definitely do this with. Uh, I guess cameras <laughs> next time we do a podcast yeah. because it's a great, 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 great <laughs> idea. So see yes, you soon. Thank Thanks. you so much. Uh, bye, bye bye. Bye bye. bye. bye.